This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, anyone looking to join the federal pandemic response will now get an opportunity to do so. Federal employees get an extra layer of protection against age discrimination. And more federal agencies are donating whatever they can to fight coronavirus. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Agencies should have an easier time calling attention to new coronavirus-related jobs. The Office of Personnel Management created a new tag on USA Jobs for coronavirus response positions. Applicants can easily find and search for all COVID-19 jobs in one place. Agencies have posted 24 short-term and temporary detailed positions for current federal employees to help with coronavirus response. These positions are posted on Open Opportunities, a subset of USA jobs agencies are looking for contracting officers doctors nurses and hr specialists a few of the more interesting opportunities dedicated to the coronavirus response the treasury department is looking for gs 12 through 15s to help implement the two trillion dollar stimulus package hr experts with backgrounds in domestic finance tax policy and management will work with a treasury senior executive to stand up a dedicated support team for the cares act HR experts with backgrounds in domestic finance, tax policy, and management will work with a Treasury senior executive to stand up a dedicated support team for the CARES Act. Also, the Small Business Administration says it has an urgent need for IT specialists, engineers, and data scientists. These employees will set up and manage SBA cloud environments needed for COVID-19 responses. A win for federal employees in the Supreme Court. More now from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. Federal employees have a lower bar to prove age discrimination in personnel actions now compared with the private sector. The Supreme Court ruled 8-1 to one in favor of a VA employee who says she was denied training and a promotion, partly because of her age. The court says private sector and federal employees have different burdens of proof under the Age Discrimination in Employment Act. They say private sector employees must prove age was the deciding factor in a personnel action. But federal employees can prove age was one of many factors. I'm Nicola Grisco. Calling all rocket scientists, spaceflight engineers, and all other NASA employees. Bring your collective brain power together to help solve problems brought on by the coronavirus pandemic. The space agency launched an internal crowdsourcing platform called NASA at Work. The topics range from the development of self-sanitizing personal protective equipment to the rapid design and prototyping of innovative ventilation devices. Ideas are due by April 15th. The IRS is on the hunt for low-code or no-code automated testing to improve its systems more quickly. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller. The Pilot IRS Initiative is setting its sights on improving the tax agency's systems with little reprogramming or recoding. The IRS launched the program last year to develop emerging technology projects through incremental funding. The most recent example came yesterday with a request for information to expand and scale automated testing in its enterprise systems testing domain. The IRS is looking for an approach or tool to help it analyze and automate multiple data sets as part of its testing of tax-related forms and applications. 
Responses to the RFI are due April 17th. I'm Jason Miller. Army Special Forces Group personnel who normally spend their time fixing parachutes are turning their skills towards making protective medical gear. Soldiers at Joint Base Lewis-McChord in Washington State built prototypes for reusable respirator masks, face shields, and surgical masks that can be made with equipment on hand. They think they'll be able to make at least 1,000 masks per week. Army recruits will have to wait a little longer to get their training, though. Federal News Network Scott Massioni reports. The Army says it will pause shipping recruits to basic training for the next two weeks in response to coronavirus. General Paul Funk, leader of Training and Doctrine Command, says he does not expect the halt to be disruptive to the Army's training process. April tends to be a slow month before the summer surge. Funk says training will continue on bases while practicing social distancing methods. There are currently 102 COVID-19 cases in the training pipeline. I'm Scott Massioni. The Environmental Protection Agency is also donating protective gear in the fight against the coronavirus. The agency will distribute more than 225,000 pieces of personal protective equipment to FEMA, as well as state and local governments. EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler says the agency's donated gear comes from its emergency response offices. This comes after the National Archives and Records Administration donated its excess gear to D.C.'s Emergency Management Response Team for the Department of Health and Human Services to distribute. As more and more defense personnel move to teleworking, DOD is rolling out a commercial cloud platform to help relieve the strain on its networks. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. The new service, called Commercial Virtual Remote, is a DoD-only version of Microsoft Teams. It includes email and office software, chat, video conferencing, storage, and other collaboration tools, and it's available from both personally owned and government devices. But defense IT officials are stressing this is only a stopgap measure. Once the COVID-19 emergency is over, the service will be shut down, and any data users have saved in CVR will be erased. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The leader of the International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers calls on President Trump to require that all employers provide proper protective gear for employees in the face of coronavirus. In a letter to the president, IAM leader Robert Martinez says essential aerospace workers are exposing their communities and families to the disease by working without the right equipment or following government guidelines. IAM represents more than 600,000 defense, healthcare, manufacturing, and transportation employees. The U.S. Agency for International Development leaves no stone unturned in keeping its contractors up to date. Federal News Network's Tom Temin has more. It issues a 39-page Frequently Asked Questions document covering funding opportunities, telework and leave, audits, authorized departures and evacuations, and information technology, among other topics. One industry source says the agency continues to impress and that USAID contracting officers are receptive to questions. The agency approves a class deviation to the IT approval process through June 2nd to speed up critical technology acquisition in support of telework. I'm Tom Temin. And the House allows members of Congress to introduce bills electronically during the pandemic. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman reports. Starting Tuesday, House staff must submit floor documents, including bills and resolutions, to a secure email system rather than hand-delivering hard copies to the Speaker's lobby or party cloakrooms. Speaker Nancy Pelosi said the House will accept electronic submissions 15 minutes before and after each pro forma session. The temporary rules change will remain in effect through April 19th, one day before Congress reconvenes. But Pelosi said the House might extend that deadline, depending on pandemic conditions. I'm Jory Heckman. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcast, and stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus on our coronavirus resource page at federalnewsnetwork.com. I'm Eric White. (laughs) 